Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. The battle, uh, the flesh, between the flesh and the spirit. And we're going to continue to talk about things that I feel like are very vital for our walk with God to help us to walk in the spirit so that we can fulfill the things that God has called us to do. Amen? Just to go back over a few things that we had talked about is we do live in the flesh, but we must control the flesh. Uh, We talked about the definition of the flesh, the sensuous nature of man and the animal nature of man. Um, It's important for us to walk in the spirit in in this end time. We're living and today that a lot of things are coming at us and uh, we are living in a world that is chaotic in so many ways but yet as long as we're here as the church we're going to be the salt of the earth and um, I'm going to pray uh, I know book of Revelation talks about vials seals trumpets and the tribulation that comes out of these things Well, as long as I'm here on the earth, I'm going to pray against those things. Even though I know the Bible says they're going to happen. But as long as we're here, I'm praying against those things and taking authority over those things. Because I want to see people live a fruitful life. And I want to bind the things that are trying to destroy our world until the Lord takes us away. And when he takes us away, then the world's going to be what it is. The church is the preservative, and as long as we're here, we need to do our purpose. So, I also talked about there needs to be, no, there not needs to be, there must be a supernatural demonstration of God through his people. And the only way we can see that is through walking in the spirit and putting the flesh in its place so that it doesn't hinder the walk of the spirit. I talked about enmity, uh, Romans 8, 7, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Enmity means hostility, uh, by implication of reason for opposition, hatred, um, and your flesh, fleshly desires are affected by many things. And, of course, the flesh is enmity against God or a hatred against the things of God so if we walk in the flesh and glorify the flesh and the carnality and the, and the selfishness of the flesh then we're not going to uh, fulfill God's plan and it is a division between us and God it is a division between us and God enmity it's a hatred that your flesh hates the things of God and um that's just the definition of it Uh, your flesh desires things and there's a lot of things that can affect us so it's important for us to even though we walk in the flesh not being to not go back into the entanglements of the flesh and go back into the entanglements of um, 
a lifestyle of sin. Uh, we've been freed from that, and as we walk in the Spirit, we'll continue to be freed from that. We don't want to get entangled. I mentioned spider webs, Brother Polly. He did. I know Brother Polly doesn't like spiders, so uh, you can be entangled with those things, barbed wire fences, you can, but you can be entangled with the flesh where it seems hard to get out of it. It's an entanglement. It seems to attach itself to us. And, and um, in the, if we give in to little things, the little things will eventually destroy us. So I want to go on here tonight and talk more about these things. I know that there are testimonies here in this house. Um, I know we could probably get on to a lot of testimonies of things that, um, you know, that God has spoken to you uh, to the point where he directed you maybe to give a word to somebody. You know, I, I'm looking up the balcony too. Brother and Sister Gray, you're going to fill that balcony up. Amen. I know you're trying to get away from people, but <laughs> hey, fill it up. Praise God. Praise God. Um, but uh, I, I talk about these things, but there's times that the Lord has spoken to us. And God speaks more than what we realize. And sometimes we just write it off as that's just me, you know. But God is speaking to us, and uh, he wants us to be used in and, and available to be able to be used in the spirit so we're going to ask a couple of testimonies here a little bit later maybe three so you might be thinking about those things where God spoke to you to say something to somebody or to pray for somebody or or what have you and and um, because you were walking in the spirit God uh, spoke to you and you were sensitive to that and it made a difference in their life um, we don't want to be bound again by the yoke of bondage uh, I do want to ask this question. Do you remember what it was like carrying the yoke of bondage before you came to God? Do you remember how that was? Uh, there were some times it was pretty miserable, miserable times. I've heard testimonies here of people in this building that have been through some very tough times, uh, even times where you thought you were having fun, but yet your life was almost taken God spared your life. God spared uh, your family and, and how God delivered you from these things. And, and I know that um, as, we, as we remember what it was like to be bound in the yoke of bondage, it was choking us. It was destroying us. It was hurting us. And at times, even when we didn't even realize it, we didn't realize how much we were being destroyed, how, how much our thinking was being destroyed our heart our feelings our life was being destroyed our family by sin uh, by you remember you know carrying the yoke of sin and pleasing the flesh only living for self living for the sins of the flesh um, you remember the yokes of disappointments there's a lot of disappointments at times in life and we can being a yoke of bondage of disappointments because of following the flesh um, you remember the hurts the hurting that went on the hurt the um, maybe the uh, the hurts of a relationship that went bad and a lot of it had to do with sin 
You remember the struggles, the yoke of bondage of struggles. You remember the misery. You remember the, um, the thinking that there, was, there must be something better in life than what I'm doing right now. I know we probably all have been there. I've been there. I've thought there's got to be something better to life than this, than what I'm experiencing. And that was B.C., that was before Christ. Um, and then, of course, you found the Lord and you found liberty and freedom and the power of salvation. I remember when I came to the Lord. I, I remember the night, the service. I remember the church. It was my home church. Uh, I didn't, you know, I went to church every now and then with my great-grandmother, me and my brother did. But I remember the night I received the Holy Ghost. I repented of my sins. Matter of fact, repentance was going on before I even got into the church service. It was going on in my home at night. I was praying and asking God to forgive me. I didn't know how to do all that, but I did. I asked God to forgive me. And when I entered into one of the services with my parents, my brother, we were there at a revival service, and, and just the Holy Ghost came down in such a powerful way. And uh, I started praying, didn't know really how to pray, and people started praying with me. And when they prayed with me, all of a sudden I just felt something start happening with my spirit. And I felt something happening within my body and, and my tongue. Just I felt a stammering that I knew it wasn't me. I was, and I, I just felt this shaking all over. It just something was shaking me to the core. And I as I continued to pray and I talked to the Lord I just started telling the Lord how much I loved him I said Jesus I love you and I didn't know exactly how to say all that but I just said Jesus I love you I, I love you I just, I just want you to know that I just felt that, that connection in the spirit and then when uh, I continued to do that all of a sudden my, my tongue went from stammering lips into a language and I started speaking in tongues I had never done that before never in my life and um, when I did that I tell you what I felt I felt so much freedom I felt some lib I felt liberty I felt some weights lifted up off of my heart off of my mind off of my soul and I felt the power of God and it changed my life and uh, I found liberty that day but I did not want to go back to the, to the yokes of bondage anymore. I didn't want to go back to the yokes that were choking me spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, everything. And I know that um, we, 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 we started out in a beautiful way, powerful way. When we first received the Holy Ghost, I was baptized in the name of Jesus in the next service after that. But I found that there was such a power there in the Spirit. It was easy to walk in the Spirit at that time. And um, everything was so powerful. I was just new in God. And uh, the more I prayed, the more the Lord spoke to me. The more I read the Word, the more the Lord talked to me through the word and the battle of the flesh was a whole lot easier at that time I was fresh new to the Holy Ghost and then in time uh, even though I had destroyed the old man 
yet within the flesh there is a rising up of carnal things and flesh that tries to choke it out again so it was a battles on you ever been there where you you said the battles on I know a lot of you would be willing to say the battles on ready to fight for something you stand up for and believe in the battles on and um, I remember one day I it was really strange I felt the Holy Ghost so powerful and so strong every day every day every day and then it was an unusual thing happened to me I went a day two days three days and I didn't feel the Holy Ghost like I had felt it before it doesn't mean that the Holy Ghost the Spirit of God had left me but I didn't feel it as strong as I did before and so I, I kept the more I didn't feel it the more I prayed God touch me the more I worship the more I tried to find him and then I finally got to the point where you know I, I said the battle's on I didn't understand all this stuff but then I called my pastor up and it's amazing how that when you talk to your pastor even on the phone he wasn't there to lay hands upon me and pray for me or whatever like the Bible says but he talked to me on the phone and we prayed together and all of a sudden it felt like a glory of God came down he was across town the Holy Ghost came down and touched me again and I felt the freshness of God again what God was doing was allowing me to go through that time so that that I could find out uh, a lot of things about me about me about the battles on uh, I understood that there is a battle between the flesh and the spirit and it's not that I had done anything wrong or anything like that it was just there was just a time that I went through a desert couldn't feel God like I had before but the more I pressed on until I found him there are times that God allows us to go through certain times like that but there is a warring between the flesh and the spirit it is a battle but the battle's on we're not going to give up we're not going to quit we're not going to throw it in the towel we're not going to stop uh, the Bible says in the book of Galatians chapter 5 verse 7 through 9 uh, listen to the words that it says talking about in the book of Galatians 5 about that battle between the, the, the flesh and the spirit uh, Paul said you did run well he was talking to the Galatians you did run well you did, you did great things you, run, you did run well but then he has a semicolon and then it says who did hinder you that ye should not obey the truth you started out good you had a great beginning and then who did hinder you that ye should not obey the truth you started out good you walked in the truth you stood on the truth you believed the truth you walked in the spirit but then who hindered you who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth now you believed it before you started out right you did well you run well now you're changing who has hindered you and then verse 8 says this persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you the persuasion is to lead you away from truth to lead you away from walking in the spirit 
who hindered you? This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. It didn't come from God. And then verse 9 says, A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. So he said, You ran well. Paul remembered their good start in the faith. But he also knows that it isn't enough to just start well. It is important to start well to get in going in the right direction toward the Lord. Let me put it this way. If you want to know the right direction to walk with God, walk toward him. Not toward man. Walk toward him. And when you walk toward him, that's, what, that's who we're living for anyway. It's going to be the right direction. Just walk toward him. Walk toward the word of God. Walk toward his, his plan. Walk toward him. And anything that has to do with him. But Paul remembered that they had a good start of faith. And he knows that it's not enough just to start well. But it's also important for us to end well. Both of those things are very important. To start well and to end well. Now, I could start well. I could, be, I could walk in the truth of the word of God. I could stand in the truth of the word, believe it. I could, I could preach it. I could believe with all of my heart. And I could start right. I could walk the right direction. Uh, I, could, I could start well in believing the truth of Acts 2.38. I could start well believing in the power of the oneness of God. I could start well believing in holiness and, and, and morality in my life, walking right with God in prayer, in worship, being faithful to God, being faithful to his house, being faithful to the word of God, reading the word, studying the word, living the word, obeying the word, and I get started in the right direction. I've mentioned this before um, but it, it applies here uh, that when they took off on the journey to uh, the West Coast, uh, they would, uh, they would uh, try to get the wagon wheels in the right path because once you got it, they had ruts. There were so many wagons going west that they would have to make sure they chose their ruts right because once you chose those ruts, then you're going to be in them for days, weeks, and months. And you're going to be going in that direction, wherever that rut leads you to. So don't get in a rut that's going to lead you into a rut. It's going to lead you astray. It's going to lead you in the wrong direction. So choose your pathway wisely because the, the ruts, were going to, they're going to lead you in the right direction. In this case, it's going to lead them to the right place in the West where they could uh, have a family and they could live a happy life from there on, uh, claim some land and uh, live a new life same thing in living for God we've got to get direct, directed in the right direction it's not man's opinion it's not your opinion my opinion of how we need to live for God uh, it's God's opinion we live for God the way God wants us to live we walk the way God wants to, us to live if we leave it up to us then we're going to change it all around to the way our flesh wants it you know what I'm talking about we're going to do it the way we want it. But it's good to start well, but it's also, I could start well, but if I don't end well, what is it all good for? If I don't make it to the end. If I live for God two years and then I'll throw it to the wind. No, uh, I would say that at that point you haven't 
totally found all of the blessings and jewels and, 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 and treasures of God in that length of time to understand how God wants to lead you and bless you and strengthen you and, and minister to you and the life of peace, the life of happiness, the life of yokes that are tore off of us. I don't want to go back to the yokes of bondage anymore. Amen. I want to start well, and I have. Thank God for a pastor that taught me and a pastor's wife that taught me the, the right way. Uh, my pastor's wife was our Sunday school teacher, and uh, they were there for us. They ministered to us. They taught us, and they preached to us, and they led us. And, and thank God for that faith that they put into us. They started us out right, but the intention is for us to also end well in well so that's what we're talking about if we allow the flesh to influence us and control us but what we look at what we hear what we, what we uh, allow ourselves to be in an environment with it's going to affect our spirit and our spirit walking in the spirit is going to be very difficult for us to be sensitive to the spirit of God we're going to be if we walk in the flesh, we're going to be sensitive to the flesh and what the flesh wants, the sins, the uh, fleshly things that, that lead us away from God. The flesh is enmity against God. It's going to lead us away from God. So I want to not just start well. I want to end well. End well. Don't you? Amen. Amen. But it's of utmost importance for us to end well. Um, and Paul also knew that, that they were still in danger of falling from grace as long as they lived in this earth. But they've got to walk in the spirit and not give place to the devil or to the flesh. And he said, who hindered you from obeying the truth? Paul knew that the false teachings came from a person in this case who hindered you but one thing is for sure Paul, Paul noted it didn't come from the Lord this persuasion does not come from him who calls you it came from another source and sometimes people can take certain things and twist them just a little bit take the word of God and twist them just a little bit and get you to believe that they're right get you to believe that they're right it's important for us to know the word of God it's important for us to walk in the spirit and be sensitive to the spirit of the Lord and the more you walk in the spirit the more you're going to know when God speaks or if it's just you the more you walk in the Spirit, the more you're sensitive to the Spirit, the more you pray and talk to God and He talks to you, the more you worship and praise God, the more you're going to be sensitive to the flow of the Spirit. God wants to speak through us. He wants to minister through us. But it's a matter of us, and especially in this end time that we're living in, for us to walk in the spirit there's so many things in our world today that would be easy for people to be hindered voices that speak to you and I to walk away from God 
to walk away from his word, walk away from the spirit of God, to walk away from the things of God, walk away from the church of God. There's so many voices. There's so many influences. There's so many temptations in this world to try to lead you away from that. But if you build a relationship in God, it's going to be hard to walk away from God. It's going to be hard to walk away from God because you love him. You love his word. You love his spirit. You can't wait to get to the house of God because you just want to be in the presence of the Lord. Just want to feel the touch of God. You want to feel the peace of God. Who hindered you? This, this word hindered, uh, in de- by definition, uh, applies in several different ways as he spoke to the Galatians. It is a metaphor derived from a military operations. The word signifies to break up a road. Who hindered you? Who, who broke up your road that was leading to the Lord? Um, to break up a road so as to render it impassable and is therefore the opposite of to clear a way. So the Galatians were doing well until someone broke up the road that they ran on and put obstacles in their way. You know, obstacles will get in our way, but it's a matter of us removing the obstacles out of the way. Removing and taking control of our our flesh. And we live in the flesh, we live in this body, um, but it's important for us to control the flesh to control and take away the things that are trying to hinder us. Things we might look at or watch can hinder you and make you uh, uh, follow temptations of sin. Spirits. There's spirits, believe it or not, and I know you know this, but there's spirits in some music that can hinder you. Uh, There's spirits in, in some movies that can hinder you and make you want to sin entice you to sin and then it hinders your walk with God it's important for us to control those things control those things the Bible says here also in the book of Galatians Paul didn't he's not finished here when he said you did run well who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth this persuasion come not of him that calls you it is from another source you've allowed it to affect you but then he goes on in verse 9 says a little a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump it doesn't take a whole lot of something to affect the whole lump in this coronavirus, I have felt like a lump. <laughs> I'm on a mission to try to shave down the lump. <laughs> but a little leaven, it, le- it affects the whole lump. You see, the warning is driven home here. The corrupting influence and other doctrines that diminish Jesus in somebody's life are like leaven, leaven in a lump of dough. A little bit will soon corrupt the whole lump. If you allow little things in your life, that's how it starts out. Little things in your life can eventually hinder 
your walk with God, but it starts with little things. It doesn't have to be a big thing. Big things, we know to destroy those, get rid of that. But the little, little things that we allow here and there can eventually affect our walk with God. It can affect our relationship with God. The Bible says um, it's the small foxes that spoil the vine. It's the small things. That's how it starts out. Then it begins to eventually get into big things. And we find ourselves not walking in the Spirit anymore. And we find ourselves not sensitive to the Spirit anymore. It's because we've allowed the flesh to come in and control us. So there's a battle going on. And I would pray that this church would say, battle on. I'm ready to fight through this. I'm not ready to surrender and give in to this and allow the little things to destroy my walk with God, my, my life walking with the Lord. God wants to use you, all of us, in powerful ways. Uh, he wants to speak to us. He wants to speak to us about needs. I've talked about this before, needs the people that we're around so that we can pray for them and we can see miracles. It's time for miracles. In this hour, this hour, it's time for miracles. Jesus said, greater things than these shall ye do. It's time for us to do those things. The only way it's going to happen is if we walk in the Spirit and be sensitive to the Lord do you realize that in the Jewish way of thinking, leaven, that in that scripture, leaven that affects the whole lump, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. The Jewish way of thinking was leaven almost always stood for evil influences. Evil influences. Evil influences can hinder a church an individual life, a family. It can affect us in so many different ways. Remember uh, Jesus in his solemn warning against those who would lead one of the little ones astray, Matthew 18, 6 and 7. He said in these verses, but whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck I mean, the Lord got pretty straightforward with some things here. He said, it would be better if, if you offend one of these little ones which believe in me and, and try to hinder them and lead them away from believing in the Lord. It would be better for him that a millstone were hanging about his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe unto the world because of offenses, for it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. A little bit of flesh and enticement of evil and sin will affect your whole life if we allow it to because it just it doesn't stop there. It grows and grows and grows to where you're wondering like, like um, uh, Samson did. He wondered, how did I ever lose this experience? because you've allowed some flesh to get in your life, to control you. You didn't control it, it controlled you. Who did hinder you? Who persuaded you? It didn't come from God. 
came from another source. But we have, we are, it's our responsibility to have control over these things, over our flesh. That's the reason why it is important for us to fast and pray. Um, the fasting, what it does is it helps you be more sensitive to the Spirit of God when you pray. God speaks to you. You can break through some things. The Lord even said some things only, only come but by prayer and fasting. Breaking these things, breaking the power of flesh and control over our lives. You gave in to the temptation of the flesh, you got to break it. You got to break it. You got to repent. You got to break it. You got to get back in the spirit. We don't have time in this end time to let the flesh control us. Little things you allow in your flesh to enjoy will eventually affect your whole life. In the book of Galatians, um, chapter 5, verse 16 through 25 says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If you don't want to fulfill the lust of the flesh, the way to do it is walk in the Spirit. That's what the Bible says. Paul was saying this to the Galatians. He was dealing with an issue here that was in the Galatian church and he was saying if you don't want to walk in the flesh then walk in the spirit for the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and these are contrary the one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would you can't do the things that you need to be doing for God because you're walking in the flesh but when you're walking in the Spirit, you can do the things that God wants you to do. These are contrary to the ones that this is the battle that I'm talking about. The battle that's going on between the flesh and the Spirit. These are contrary to the one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you, that you would. But if you be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. You're not under the law of the power of the flesh. And then verse 19 goes on and says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest the works of the flesh are manifest which are these okay we're, we're trying to figure out what the works of the flesh are this the scripture bears it out here which are these adultery fornication uncleanness lasciviousness idolatry witchcraft hatred variance emulations wrath strife seditions heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Now that's, he's talking about this as the works of the flesh. Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. To walk in the, and I'm, I'll give a definition, I don't know if I'll give that tonight or maybe next week, but a definition of each one of those, each one of those things, what it actually means. But to walk in the Spirit first means that God's Spirit lives in you through the Holy Ghost, power of the Holy Ghost. Second, to walk in the Spirit means to be open and sensitive to the influence of God's Spirit. I've got to be sensitive and open to the influence of the Spirit of God. You do that by praying, 
You do that by uh, reading the word, hearing the preaching and obeying the preaching and teaching of the word, um, by worshiping, seeking God, being in his presence, every opportunity you get, not just on Sunday and Wednesday, but in your home, in your everyday walk with God. I've told you this many times that I, I've felt the power of the Holy Ghost in my work truck. An old Ford, can you believe that? I'm surprised it wasn't a Chevy. But in a Ford, I could feel the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I knew I'd get a response. But I've felt the Holy Ghost in a Chevrolet also. doesn't matter which one it is. But I do know one thing. When you begin to worship and pray and seek God, you can, you can feel him in a Chrysler. And it might be a real stretch. You might feel him in a Volkswagen. Brother Timothy, I don't know. But you see, wherever you seek him, you're going to find him. But when you walk in the Spirit, first, God's Spirit needs to live in you. Second, to walk in the Spirit, you've got to be open and sensitive to the, to the influence of God's Spirit to be able to hear from him. Amen. And, and then third, it means to pattern your life after the influence of God's Spirit, to pattern your life after that influence, to obey it, to walk in it, to live in it. Uh, and, and, and one of the things about... Uh, if you can tell if someone's walking in the Spirit, it's because they will, they will uh, uh, act like the Lord, they will talk like the Lord, they will look like the Lord. I don't know what the Lord looked like, but I know one thing, it's not sin. But to walk in the Spirit of God and to be like Christ, we, we want to be Christians, and that means we want to be like Christ. Amen. So I'm going to stop there. And I've got some more things I'll talk about next week, and we'll even go into some of the definitions of uh, the works of the flesh that I read to you here earlier, what that actually means. Because the Bible says, and, and just to give you a thought here about that through the Scripture, as Paul began to talk about these works of the flesh, uh, he also said there at the very end of that section of verses, he said, I tell you before, as I've told you, in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. I mean, that's what the Bible says. Because walking in the flesh is enmity against God. It's important for us to get these things right in our lives. Walk in the Spirit. Walk in His Word. Live according to His Word. Now, I... I uh, was going to have a couple of testimonies of someone that that the Lord has spoken to and you were sensitive to the Spirit and you listened and you knew it was God and something great coming out of that. Anybody? Brother Paulie? Go ahead. Talking to the mic? We want to hear it. I think there, there was one time at uh, Youth Congress, this past Youth Congress, um, where it was Brother Mark Brown preaching and he was speaking about his message was about there's a lad and how that lad needs to give up all this stuff to further himself in the kingdom of God and we're in the altar call and I was like crying I was like okay what do I need to give up like doing all this stuff and I'm like crying and I heard God say you need to have your youth pastors pray for you so I'm like 
okay, then that means something serious is about to be <laughs> going down. And I'm like crying. I'm like, okay, well, I felt God tell me I need to give up social media. So I was like, okay, well, that might be me. But this I know is God. It was, he was like, you need to delete like Instagram and Facebook, not just deactivate it, but like delete it because knowing myself, I'll go back to it even though it's like off my phone. I'll still download and go back to it. So I was like, okay, well, I'm like going back and forth in my head, like, is it really me or is it God? So I was just like, I'm going to do it. What could it possibly go wrong? So I just have Titus and Lindsay pray for me. I just turned around and said, I need you guys to pray for me. I'm crying. I need you guys to pray for me. And they're like, okay, of course. Uh, they pray for me, and Lindsay tells me, she confirms what God's, God already spoken to me. She said, if, you're, um, if you feel like you need to give up some things, don't take it for granted. And I was like, well, there it is. That's God. <laughs> and I was just like crying. Even I was like, oh, okay, I don't want to, but okay. And I was just like, that, that's it. So I just like went and deleted everything. But that was just like a powerful moment in my life where God spoke to me. And I was probably like the most audible I've ever heard God even say anything. I didn't want to accept it because <laughs> I was bored for so many <laughs> months. But in that time, I like learned so much about myself and God and what I needed. It was just like perfect what I needed um, to like further myself in the kingdom. So. Amen. So that's how it changed you. It's a, the Lord helped you. Yes, Sister Janine. You don't have to stand. No. Uh, so this past Sunday, um, we were all just worshiping, and I looked over and saw Sister Connie just walking back and forth worshiping. And um, I eventually did end up going over there, but I did feel like I needed to go over there sooner than I did. So sorry that I didn't listen sooner <laughs> um, I just felt like I needed to go over there and hold her hand and start worshiping alongside her and so I did and I didn't realize until I had been over there for a few minutes and I heard people behind me and I looked behind me and so many of the women in our church had gathered around and had started praying over her and worshiping with us and in my spirit and my spirit's mind, I guess, I just saw this picture of red blood cells running to a wound. And I realized in that moment, like, our church is acting as the body right now. Um, and that, to me, was just so encouraging and uplifting and powerful. Just to see our church functioning as the body was so beautiful. Praise God. Praise God. Sister Burke, you have one. If I stand up, pray for me. <laughs> um, you know, I, I pray often that the Lord would put someone in my pathway that I can minister to. Um, I don't really have a lot of interaction with sinners, and I don't like that. I would like to have more, um, but I'm not going to go to the bar and find them, so the Lord's going to have to put them in my pathway. <laughs> but anyway, um, so today I was actually just like, got to be afternoon, I was a little disappointed. It's like, you know, I just wish there was somebody I could minister to, talk to, whatever. And I had several, you know, different things I had to do. Um, Last minute, I decided to run into Dollar General because 
I was fixing salad for supper and we didn't have sesame seeds or sunflower seeds, whatever they are. And that's what we wanted. So <laughs> I'm like, they're cheaper there than Schnook. So I'm going to go in Dollar General. Anyway, um, so I get in there, shop a little longer, and uh, go to the checkout, checked out. And there was, you know, getting to be a line behind me. So I got my things, and when I turned to look, the lady behind me, I had never seen um, a wound so horrific looking. Um, I, I didn't want to stare, but I had never seen anything like this before. Um, anyway, when I turn and walk out the door, I just began to speak in tongues. And the whole way to my car, I was just like the spirit was just all over me and I sat in my car and I just prayed and just spoke in tongues actually that's all I was doing I was just praying in the spirit and I was saying to the Lord I want to pray for her and uh, so I'm, I'm sitting there giving it a little more time and she comes out and she's at the car right parked right in front of me and there was a lady in the driver's seat and so this lady was putting her stuff into the car and I'm still just continuing to pray. She puts her card away and I just got out of my car and I went over to her and I just asked her, I said, do you believe in God? She said, yeah, I do. And I said, do you believe that he's a healer? She's like, well, I guess. And I said, well, he's healed me many times. And I said, and he's the same yesterday today and forever he doesn't change I said would you mind if I prayed for you and she said sure go ahead and so I said do you mind if I ask you first what what happened what's wrong because I didn't know if it was a disease or whatever but on her wrist I mean as big as a softball on the top of her wrist it was completely open and black and green and just her fingers were every finger was this big so she couldn't close her hands I thought it was just on the one hand because that's all I saw in the store uh, but then I saw and it was on the other hand too I said do you mind if I ask what happened to you she said it was a burn it was a grease fire but it didn't heal and she's had two surgeries and it never has healed and so I was like okay well if you don't mind I'm going to pray for you so I just prayed for her but I'm telling you ever since then and I've I didn't give her I told her my name she told me her name her name is Heather so if you want to pray for Heather or thank the Lord for Heather's healing um but ever since then, I just feel like she's healed. So I asked the Lord, I said, I didn't give her inf any information, but if she's healed, please let me find out somehow. I want to rejoice with her. Um, but that's what I've been waiting for, an opportunity and, uh, and the boldness to step out and do what Jesus would do. Because when he saw someone hurting he 
took action immediately. He couldn't stand it. He had to heal everybody. So I'm believing that Heather is healed. And if I find out about it, I may, I may not, but I believe it. Um, and uh, another thing I wanted to share, and I'm, most of you already know the story, so I'm going to cut it down to very, very quickly, uh, is when the Lord spoke to me a couple of years ago, just in prayer, I just asked him who to pray for, and he gave me a name, and it was Brother Walker, and told me exactly what was wrong with him. I didn't, I know of him, but I don't, did not know him, and uh, the Lord told me to call him and tell him that there was a problem with his heart, the left side of his heart, um, and he began to tell me that he had been having chest pains, and he didn't even tell his wife yet. And to make a long story short, he ends up, because of what the Lord spoke to me, he listened to that. They called the doctor. They got in. They were able to do surgery. And sure enough, the left side of his heart, there was a major blockage there. He was getting ready to fly somewhere, and the doctor told him if he would have flown, he probably would have died in the middle of the air. Uh, but I bring that up because of... I mean, there's probably a thousand reasons why the Lord saved Brother Walker's life. Um, but one of those reasons, during COVID, uh, his little granddaughter received the Holy Ghost when she was saying her bedtime prayers. So Brother Walker is still around to rejoice in that good news. And I think that's awesome. So God is good. He gets the glory. Amen. Amen. We're going to. Well, before I go to Sister Lonnie, we'll finish with her testimony. Is that you had your hand up, right? Okay. Um, I just wanted to mention the confirmations. Okay, mouth or tooth or witnesses, brother, brother Polly, um, a confirmation. Sister Janae, confirmation what you've seen, and Sister Burke, confirmation what you felt and seen in your in the in the picture in your your spirit, being sensitive to the spirit of the Lord. So you see, there are confirmations that come along with us. God, and then eventually we see the results of that. Walking in the Spirit, when God speaks to us and we pray for people, um, things happen. We'll we'll see it. Sister Lonnie, we'll let yours be the. Yes, you can. No, you got to record. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, when you first said about. Um, listening to the spirit and then following along I thought of when I was in my apartment over here in East Alton it was not a real good neighborhood and the I've told you guys this the house behind me had funny activity I'm kind of naive about some things but there was like odd activity in odd hours of the day and night and in my bedroom window I heard them all night long and there was a you guys have these funny things in between your, like you have these little alleyways between houses. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, this is the only state that I has them, I think. <laughs> Anyways, it, the, the house front, I was at the back of the house at that alley place, and there was a gate there. And kids were coming and going through all through the middle of the night. I mean, like from 9 o'clock in the morning till 9, 9 o'clock at night till 9 o'clock in the morning. But it was quiet, but I always saw, uh, during the day, but I always saw this elderly lady like she looked like she was always crying in her kitchen or the dining room window when I would go to work, but I never saw her outside. And after a while, I found out from the guys downstairs that it was a drug house back there. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I was start. I was praying about it, and 
you know how sometimes you pray and you feel like you're hitting iron walls and now it's not going anywhere? Well, one Sunday morning while I was praying for church, I was in the back window looking at that house, and my kitchen window looked down on it too, and the Lord said, and he gave me the exact scriptures and psalms about the Lord encamping around, and I searched out what the words mean, and it means to lay siege, to lay siege on an enemy and to starve him out and to pull and to cut his hands off to take down his ability to use his weapons is that not in, so you know this the lord encampeth around so i said he said lord i heard the holy ghost very strongly say pray those two scriptures only and prayed over that house and i did that was a sunday morning tuesday i wake up to this heavy duty clinking and red and blue lights in my window in my bedroom window the cops this is two days later the cops were out there chaining up that fence and dragging out the drug dealers that had taken over the basement where they were making cocaine isn't that incredible the kids would crawl in and out of the bedroom or the um basement windows to get the to get the drugs two days later and the next day on Wednesday I saw that lady outside doing yard work again and I found out from the neighbors across the street that I'd become friends with that her grandson moved into that house and turned it into a drug house and would not let her leave isn't that something and it's God set that house free and it's not a drug house and not only that house I found out there were two more on the next street over that they used to be in cahoots with each other like it was like uh they had different kinds of drugs. You could just go through the pharmacy. You know what I'm saying? And and the guy snitched, and they shut the other two down, too. Woohoo! Thank you, Jesus, that that neighborhood is safe again for the kids and the families that are there. But anyway, and the, and the grandma got her house back. So I just thank God for that. Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And, and the plan of, of Satan is to destroy, steal, destroy, and um, to hurt main people, spiritually, physically. But here's the thing about it is, th this is the thing about it. When we walk in the Spirit, God speaks to us, and we obey his word. We walk in that. And we're not fighting flesh and blood. We're not fighting people. No, we're fighting spirits that are trying to destroy people, people's lives. God loves people, his creation. We're fighting against the spirits that are trying to destroy. Amen. And, and we need to be sensitive to the spirit. Yes, Sister Connie. <laughs> First of all, it's on. Yeah. It is on? Yeah. Oh, I don't hear anything up here. Okay, so first of all, I want to thank you, Janae, um, for listening to the Lord. Um, but I wanted to um, give a, a, a testimony. It was at the beginning of the quarantine. Um, I had been cooking and cooking and cooking, so I decided to take a day off. I said, look, we're going to order some pizza. So, I mean Chinese food. So I had ordered some Chinese food, the gal came out, and I can tell that she was distraught, the, the driver. So, you know, we did the transaction, and she actually pulled across the street because our address, it's, it doesn't matter. So I was over there, and I started walking back 
after we did our transaction. Um, I can tell she was distraught, and I, I asked her, are you okay? And there was a really bad accident over in St. Louis. And um, it was thought that everyone in the accident was going to die. Um, there was one in extreme critical condition, and it just so happened to be her daughter's boyfriend, or fiance. And so she was very distraught, and I said, well, I'm sorry about that. And so I go to walk away, and the Lord said, you're really gonna walk away and not pray for that lady? So I turned around, and I went back to her car, and I tapped on her window, and I said, is it okay if I pray for you? So, and she was like, absolutely. And at this point, she's already almost to tears because it had just happened, and she's stuck at work. And so I began to pray for her, pray for peace over her family, and healing and recovery for her, her soon-to-be son-in-law. And um, after I prayed, and she was very thankful, I didn't know if I was ever gonna see this lady again, but, what was it, Two, yesterday, yes, yesterday, um, Lamar wanted a Chinese food to finish out his fast. And lo and behold, it was the same lady who came to deliver the Chinese food. And so I asked her, hey, how is everything? And she said her son-in-law is at home and he's okay. He survived the crash and the injuries and he's recovering really well. So, yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank the Lord. Amen. Prayer works. Prayer works. Let's stand and let's again just thank the Lord for what he's doing. God, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for the difference that your spirit is making in people's lives. God, we want you to continue to speak to us as a people of the Lord. God, lead us to people that are in need. God, give us a word that we can speak with your glory, your power, your presence. God, you know what people need at the right time. I pray, God, that you will let us be sensitive to your spirit. Where you could...